Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's Word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's Word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Truth Talks with Tara. We are on our last episode of 2022. I hope you had a beautiful Christmas. I am sitting here in my chair bundled up in a blanket because it is currently under 30 degrees. It's like 26 degrees outside and I could not be cozier. My face feels like it's going to fall off because I just took a walk before I recorded this. So, if I sound weird, it's because my face is numb. But besides that, I hope you had an incredible Christmas that you've been staying warm. You've been enjoying time with family and just savoring and slowing down and centering back on what we truly celebrate this Christmas that hope has come. Today, now that all of that randomness is out of the way, we are talking about processing this last year and preparing for the next year with Jesus at the center. So we're going to join together and talk about our triumphs. We're going to talk about things that did not go the way we thought. We're going to talk about how to implement daily, weekly, monthly rhythms and practices to get closer to the Lord and to be more kingdom focused this year. 
I don't know about you, but I love these kinds of episodes. It gets me in a really excited and hopeful mood. Maybe there are some of you who don't like episodes or content or books or Instagram captions or really anything that has to do with New Year's and resolutions. And I want to say this up front that this episode is not going to be one of those things that tells you this exact this is exactly what you should be doing for your resolution. And if you don't do it, then you're a horrible person. You're a horrible Christian. I have such a different outlook on resolutions as I've gotten older, as I've matured in my faith. Now, I want you to hear me. I'm not saying that we should not put resolutions into place, that we should not have goals or things that we have in mind to look forward to, but I think that goals and resolutions, if we are not keeping them in check, if we are not out of the right motivation and grace in Christ, that they can easily become legalistic. So this is not one of those episodes. What we are going to do is we are going to process and prepare pair together for what God has for us next. And I think all of that can be exciting if we come at it with hope and expectation and surrender and trust in God and his plans for us. So I want to start by processing this last year, 2022, or if you're listening to this, um, you know, years to come, process this last year, whatever this last year looked like for you. But um, as I record this, it is 2022. It is the end of December 2022. We are in our last days of this year. And another year is here and gone, which is absolutely crazy. So we're going to talk about a few things to process together. And I would encourage you, as I am going to be doing in this episode with you today, to vocalize it, to write down the answers to these questions and these things that we're going to be processing together. Um, Refer to this episode again and just take the time to reflect and to pause. And um, again, we're, we're thanking the Lord. We're reflecting. That's the main goal of this. So The first thing that we want to do when we process this last year is to think about what can we thank God for? What did he do? How did he show up? How did he answer prayers? Um, How did he provide? Just processing the year by first thanking God because, man, I think oftentimes we can look at our lives and our circumstances, and I know I'm guilty of this as well, and we can look at what we didn't get, what we want, instead of first coming to God with gratitude and thankfulness for everything that he has done. So, Take a moment and pause and thank God for what he did. And for me, just looking back over 2022, there were a lot of things, a lot of things that were very obvious and people would look at my life and say, oh, that's an incredible thing to be grateful for. But there were also some other things that I can look back now and say, Lord, thank you for doing that. Because although it might have been hard, I'm, I'm thankful for what you you brought out of it. And so for the first thing for me is that at the beginning of the year, we welcomed our sweet little baby Hunter. He is now almost 10 months as I record this, which is absolutely crazy. I cannot believe I am going to be planning a first birthday party for this little man soon. I'm unwell about it, okay? <laughs> but we like we invited the best new member to our family in March at the beginning of the year. So always, always praising God for that gift. And actually, a week before I gave birth to Hunter, I'm, you know, totally forgetting my timelines now, but a week before I gave birth to Hunter, I actually turned in my first draft of my book to my publisher, which is crazy that all of this has happened in a matter of under a year. And then the book comes out in March, just a few months from now, few, few short months. Um, But yeah, turned that in, edited it, and now it's you know, it's being printed, it's available for pre-order. And so just praising God for the opportunity to be able to write for you, to write for him and to share this story of surrender, surrender your story, releasing March 7th 
All glory to God. There is so much more that I'm going to be sharing with you here on the podcast about the book. Um, But for now, if you want some more information, you can always check it out in the description. But praising God for what he did in this first book in 2022 alone. But in the same vein, I know there was a lot of hard things too that came about in our lives, Um, just postpartum anxiety and bouts with postpartum depression, difficulties with healing, physical illness, a lot that I had to walk through in this last year. But looking back now, I can say that I'm thankful for it and I can say that I'm thankful for what God did through it. And it's still hard. It still hurts. And friend, I know you're thinking of something that you walked through, but I would just challenge you. Can you look back on the other side of that now? Or now that you're in the process of healing and processing it more, can you look back and see that God used it for sanctification in your life, that God used it to grow you and to build you and to equip you and if anything, draw you closer to him in your need. And I would say that is something so incredible to be thankful for, that God would not just leave us in in the hardship of life that's inevitable, but renew it and use it for something that we can look back now and process and say, Lord, thank you for not just leaving it lie, but using it to make me more like you. Now, there are so many other things that I could mention about being thankful and processing in in gratitude and thankfulness with the Lord. But um, for the sake of this episode, let's move on to the next one. And that was, what didn't go as we hoped? Keyword, hoped, as we hoped, and not as we planned, because... As I preach and as I share in my book a lot and as we'll talk more is that really our lives are in the hands of our maker and we make plans, but the Lord is the one who directs our steps. And so think about over the last year, what didn't go as we hoped, not as a way to be disappointed or frustrated or let or feel let down by God, but just to really evaluate, okay, what didn't go the way we hoped and then how can we turn that around and prepare for the next year? And so As I was thinking about this very young question in my life, one of the main things that kind of came to my mind was just how difficult it was to make the transition of being a mom. And I say difficult not to outweigh how much joy and purpose and fulfillment I find in motherhood because it is my favorite thing in the world, but just how I, I guess I had these expectations that, especially being a working mom and having this podcast and writing a book and other ministry, that it would just be a little easier than I thought. But the transition, is it's definitely, <laughs> if you've ever done it, you know that even just if you, if you don't work out outside of the home or if you don't have a job besides being a mom, it is a big transition. And so for me, it was so much harder for me to let go of a lot of things that I had to say no to. I had to say no to um, a lot of commitments that I had before and say no for a season. I had to cut back on how much I thought that I could do because I physically could not. And so that was something that I hoped for, you know, more energy and bandwidth to do it. But I wasn't able to, and that was something that I had to, um, you know, accept, and that's something that I'm actually really thankful for, but in the same vein, we have to adjust our expectations, and we have to um, kind of ebb and flow with the season that God places us in, and so that's one of the things that didn't really go as I hoped, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm really thankful because... I'm very, very tired. If I'm being super honest with you, I'm very tired at the end of this year. I'm going into the next year with hope, but I am very tired. And so in the same sense, I'm really thankful that God stripped away a lot of things that I was hoping to accomplish, but stripped them away so that I could really um, 
be intentional with my time and my and my child and my husband. And although I am very imperfect and I'm still learning boundaries and I'm still learning to trust God and surrender um, my life to him, um, I'm really thankful that he's taught me a lot about that this year. So again, this question to acknowledge what didn't go as we hoped is not a way for us to be frustrated or disappointed in God, but it's just a way for us to acknowledge, hey, like that's okay that that happened. So let's acknowledge it. Let's reflect on it. Let's process through it because sometimes we haven't mentally processed with the Lord or emotionally or spiritually, uh, you know, process something that was hard um, and our expectations. And let's move forward in faith and anticipation of what God has next, right? And the last thing I want to bring up, although there are so many of these questions and these ways we can reflect over the last year, which I would encourage you just to sit down with a journal or a friend, you know, husband, anyone, and just sit down and just process this through or just write it down yourself. There are so many other ones, but for the sake of this conversation, the last one that I'd love for us to process together is what are maybe three to five, or if you have more, but three to five of the main things that God taught you this last year. What are the, like, even if that's like a passage or a scripture or something that was hard for you, but the Lord taught the most or taught you through the most in this last year, which is usually how that happens. But what are some of the biggest things that God taught you in your faith over this last year? There are so many things that God taught me over this last year, but two that I'd love to share with you have really just come about in my life as I make the transition from, you know, being just a wife without any kids to now a wife with kids and also working. Um, The first thing, when I was about four months postpartum, if you listen to some of my podcast episodes a few months ago, I shared that I have had a pretty good bout of postpartum depression and anxiety, just major mood swings. Thankfully, I have just felt like I have just really cleared that over the last couple months, but had a pretty couple intense months there going through just the lowest of lows and just so much anxiety. And the Lord taught me through the gentle encouragement and mentorship of some friends that it is okay to feel that way. I want you to hear that again. It is okay to feel that way. Now, I'm not saying that we should just stay in that depression or anxiety. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that it's okay to acknowledge that. Because oftentimes our pride just puts up this barrier between us and other people and we put on this facade that we're okay and we feel like we can't speak that, especially as Christians, we cannot speak it out loud that we are struggling with our mental health or we are struggling with depression or we are struggling with anxiety or impure thoughts or whatever we're going through. We feel like we can't say that because someone's going to think we're a lousy Christian, but friend, we're all broken. We're all struggling. We all have something we're walking through. And so for a mentor of mine to tell me, Tara, like I told her, I said, you know, I didn't want to vocalize it for a long time that I was struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety. And she asked me straight up. She was like, why? And I said, because I didn't want to feel like I was, I didn't want people to feel like I was broken. I didn't want to admit that. And she said, Tara, what's wrong with that? She's like, she said, so what? But not in a way that was like, you know, discarding what I was going through. But she's like, Tara, we all go through this depression None of that is a sin, but it is how we actually go through and handle it. So what are we going to do about it? Because there are so many people that walk through life with depression and anxiety continually. That's not a sin, but we do need to be aware of what we do with it. We can sin through it, but just having it is not a sin. It's not a lack of faith. It is just us being broken and perfect humans that are being sanctified and being held together and 
in great need of God. And so that's something that I learned throughout this year and something that was so freeing for me to know that God meets me in my weakness, that God can repurpose this to make me more like him. I was even told by my mom, Tara, maybe God has a reason for you to go through this. That's a reason that you know, might not be fulfilled, growth might not come out of your life unless he brought that in your life. And the next thing, I feel like he's always teaching me this, that God really um, just instilled in my in my walk with him and just kept coming up as a theme and he really taught me was to be more prayerful rather than rush through to make things happen. You know, we are such a go, go, go society and we feel like we need to do, do, do. And I have been so convicted in the middle of me trying to meddle and manage and control when God just tells me, Tara, you need to pray and you need to wait on me. And so I've you know, I've bit my tongue more and more times this year than I ever have. I've um, tried to be still. I've tried to be slow to speak and instead be prayerful. And so instead of me rushing to do things, which is just kind of my MO, it's kind of my go-to a lot of times. So God's been teaching me to slow down and say, Lord, I'm going to wait on you and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray continually. So really putting that passage from 1 Thessalonians into practice. So just encourage you to join me in thinking about some of the main things that God has taught you over this last year. I feel like our years have a lot of themes and the seasons, not only just like actual seasons of, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, like not only just physical seasons, but seasons in our lives. And it often creates this story of themes that God really teaches us over 365 days. So maybe sit down for a moment with me and think about some of those top three to five, or if you got more, just go for it. Just some of those main things that God taught you. So as we prepare for the next year, I want to move on. There are more um, things that I want to do as we prepare for the next year um, because I get super excited. I love, again, like I said, I love these kinds of conversations, Um, but I want to make it, again, out of a grace-based mentality of knowing that, you know, we don't have to feel like 2023 has to be the year that we make it because here's the thing. I made an Instagram reel over on my page at Miss Tara Sun. You can go hang out with me if you haven't already, but I made this reel about how we feel like we need to fit in our entire growth of our faith and our life and our fitness and, you know, everything in a 365 calendar year when sanctification, the process of being made more into the image of Christ is a continual thing that happens from the moment we are born until the moment that we go see Jesus in heaven. And so to kind of take that pressure off, not again as an excuse to be lazy and just sit there and not do anything, but as a reminder that like, hey, the Lord is sanctifying me each and every day and I can follow him and I can trust him and I don't have to strive and hustle because that is not going to get me where I want to be striving and hustling, but instead resting in the grace of God and knowing God and following him in his mercy is going to get me where I want to go. So let's talk about preparing for the next year. The first question is, where do you want to be? Where do I want to be a year from now? Just kind of dream, dream with God, put it out there. Don't be afraid to acknowledge those dreams, acknowledge those desires and the goals that you have. Um, Write it down, pray it out loud, you know, stick it somewhere and just kind of brain dump. I love to do this. It's like, where do I want to be in a year from now? Not only in my career or my work or with my family or, you know, this or that, where would you like to be a year from now? 
I do want to say though, the theme of all of these questions as we prepare for the next year has to be surrender. It has to be surrender and trust in the Lord that yes, the Lord wants our desires. He wants to know our dreams. He knows our hearts. He knows how we're wired. He knows um, the bends and the inclinations and um, the loves and you know the different ways that we're wired because he made us. But all of this has to be from a place of surrender and trust that God knows more about us and God knows our lives because he's the one who's written our stories. This is exactly the message of my book. But we need to have not only the surrender mindset for this next year, but our entire lives. But again, it's okay to acknowledge these things and ask God, hey, line these up with your will or toss them out because I just want your will. I mean, King Solomon says it in Proverbs 16. He literally says that man will plan their ways, which is not saying that we shouldn't plan our ways. But he says that the Lord directs or establishes our steps. So God's not saying that planning is a sin. God's not saying that having dreams and desires for where we want to be in the next year, you know, is a bad thing or even in our entire lives. But we need to be able to surrender that to God. So think about where do you want to be a year from now? What are some of your goals and desires? And write them down and see if that's what God wants you to do in his will. And the next thing that I loved, I actually heard this from another friend and she said, how can we agree with God? Meaning, what does he say about me and who I am in him? Okay, let's think about this. Ephesians 2 says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Okay, we're also told in, I think, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, I'm sorry if I'm misquoting that, we're told that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen race. We're told that we are beloved. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're told that we are called. We're told that we're forgiven. We're told that we're loved. So who does God say that we are? What does God's word say about our identity that Jesus alone has given to us through his death and resurrection on the cross? Not an identity that we have made up on our own, but an identity that we find in Christ. So what does he say about us living in a new regenerated spirit? And how can I agree with that? Meaning, how can I find that I believe what God says about me? As I go into this next year, how can I agree that I am worthy because Christ calls me worthy and not that I'm worthy on my own? How can I agree with God that I am made for good works and that I should go do those good works? How can I agree with God that this or that? So this is just a matter of remembering your identity in Christ. And when we are tempted to believe that we are in control, we can remember that no, that it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And then when I am tempted to believe that I am ugly and that I have no worth, that we can go back to Psalm 139 and agree with God that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There are so many things in God's word that tells us who we are. And so how can we in this next year, as we prepare for this next year, as we go into the next year, how can we agree with who God says we are and live according to that and live solid, live with a sure foundation that we know who we are because we know whose we are. And so this changes the game. It totally changes the game when we agree with God about who he says we are. And most importantly, we agree that God is God and I am not. That we agree that God is who he says he is. That when God says that he is good, he is worthy to be trusted, that he is our provider, that he is just, that he is all of these things that we agree with God and we live according to that agreement and according to that belief. And that is going to change the trajectory not only of this next year, but of our entire lives. 
The next reflection question I would give as we move in, as we prepare for the next year, is what are some daily, weekly, or monthly rhythms or practices that I can implement to grow my faith and also my daily life? So some of these things are, you know, like your usual, like obviously reading the Bible more. Um, If it helps you to get up early, um, eating cleaner, um, praying more, getting into more community, like just those things. But what are some daily, weekly, monthly things that you can put into practice that will help you grow your faith, that will help you grow in your love for God, your following God, your honor of God, your reverence for God, and really just what will get you more in the word, what will get you more in his presence. You can also, I've been thinking what really worked last year. And if it worked last year, can I start and try that again this year and just keep going with that and be open to some newer things that God may invite and introduce into your life that would really help you to grow in your knowledge of God your love for God and the way that you live for God. And I want to remind you that these are things that can be like drinking more water, you know, working out more, um, actually finishing a book of the Bible or reading the entire Bible in 365 days. Like this can be anything that is a part of your daily, weekly, monthly life. And honestly, if it's overwhelming, start small because these little small acts of obedience with the help of the Holy Spirit are things that can really produce um, regular rhythm and regular consistency in our lives. So don't be afraid to write down, to think of those small things that are going to build into big obedience when we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to help us and discipline. And then the next thing, as we prepare for this next year and we um, get excited, I want to make sure that this is also really emphasized. And that's a follow-up, meaning asking yourself, when am I going to check in with these questions again? When am I going to either listen to this episode again? Or when am I going to come back to this journal page as I've written down as I'm taking notes today? Like, when am I going to check in and see how I'm doing? Because yes, there is so much grace when it comes to this kind of thing, like there is so much mercy and we should not give in to the legalistic mindset of being this, you know, I mean, you see the trend of this holy girl routine, but for me, it's a little bit hard to see that sometimes because it feels like you have to do, do, do to be a good Christian. And that is not what I am saying. But also in the same sense, if we want to see growth and maturity, we need to be consistent. And for a lot of us, that consistency and that discipline comes from checking in regularly. And if we do not, if we do not check in with ourselves, if we do not have an accountability partner, we do not, you know, just check in and process and be like, how am I doing with this? Then we're not going to get super, super far. So be okay with following up. Like, am I going to follow up every month? Am I going to follow up, you know, every couple months, you know, like quarterly, what am I going to do? How am I going to have these conversations just remain open so that I can really be intentional about giving the Lord my all this year? you know? And then the next question, you know, are just the normal things like, how can I serve more? How can I focus on God more? How can I give him more of my time? And friend, I just want to encourage you, if this is overwhelming you, if this conversation is starting to overwhelm you, if it's starting to feel too daunting, I want you to remember that you're not alone in this. I want you to remember that not only do you have me and this entire community and your people around you encouraging you and girding you up in the faith to keep going and keep doing these kinds of things, you have the best gift of the Holy Spirit, your helper, your guide, your counselor. He is with you. He is your power source. He is your strength. You are not alone. And so to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the motivation, the discipline, 
you know, the prayerfulness to keep this going so that, not so that you can look good to the world, not so you can have this holy girl routine, but that you can grow in the knowledge and love of God. Friend, you do not have to face this year or any day or any year to come your whole entire life without the help of the Holy Spirit. There's not a moment that you have to do this on your own. You don't. And when you are walking and remaining in step with the Spirit, when you are remaining in the true vine, the only one that produces growth, you know, Paul says in the New Testament that he is the one who plants. So he is obedient with his life. He serves, he follows the Lord in the callings that he has received, but the Lord is the one who brings the growth. We need to remember that. So we need to remain in the true vine, knowing that we don't have to be daunted. We don't have to be overwhelmed. We just have to sit and rest and listen to God and and listen to what he has. You don't need to keep in step. You don't need to keep up with anyone except for the Holy Spirit. And last but not least, let's pray for where we're going. Let's not only pray for the goals and dreams we have, but let's pray for a heart that is more like Christ. Let's pray for a heart that wants to read our Bible more. Let's pray for a heart that wants to pray more. Let's pray for a heart that wants to love other people more. Let's pray for a heart that wants to stand for more of what God stands for. Because friend, we can do all of this. We can do all of these reflections and we can you know, do all of the things like we talked about today. But if it's not from the motivation of knowing God and if it's not from truly knowing his word, by getting in his word, by reading his word and spending fellowship, regular fellowship with him over this next year, none of it is going to be worth it and none of it is going to be fruitful because it is not out of what matters and that is God's word and his truth. And so maybe, you know, at the end of this episode, maybe I should have just said at the beginning, maybe let's make our resolution and our reflection and our processing for this next year just to get to know God more, just to get in his word more. Because again, that is our home base. That is where we begin. Friend, it has been a joy. I can't even describe it any other way except for a joy to be able to spend 2022 with you, spend this last year with you. I am thankful beyond belief that we get together every single week and talk about the Lord in honesty, in truth, in vulnerability. Friend, you don't know how much you've encouraged me in the ways that you've reshared episodes on social media, where you've emailed me, where you've sent me a DM and said, hey, I love this episode because of this, or God used that episode to teach me this. And I am just praising God alongside you, not me, but him. Lord, I am so thankful. God, I'm so thankful for this community. Friend, I am so blessed if you would take the time to celebrate with me, to celebrate this year by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Friend, this is the single-handedly one of the greatest things you could do for this podcast besides just your encouragement already. If you could just take a moment and celebrate 2022 and help this podcast just keep moving forward year by year, day by day. Just leave a star rating and a little review of what you've loved about the podcast and how you've been encouraged. I would be so so grateful. You know I can't do this without you, nor would I. So thank you, friend. Again, this is a such a fun episode to celebrate where we've been in 2022 and also look to 2023 and the next year. And I'm just thankful that I get to go into the next year with you on this podcast. So I will see you next year, which is a funny thing to say, but I will see you in the next episode as we kick off a brand new year with so, so much ahead. I'm so hopeful. I am anticipating all that God is going to do as we journey to know, love, and live God's word together. I love you, friend. Here's to everything that God did in your life last year and everything he's going to do in this next year.